the Loud Sports Show. Both teams play hard. I'm a man. I'm 40. Both teams play hard. What? Both teams play hard. I'm sorry, Fiesta. Both teams play hard. Diddly. Poo. God bless and good night. Send it in, Jerome. All right. Well, we are back in the saddle for episode number 21 of the Loud Sports Show. I am Justin as usual, but today I have the distinct pleasure of being joined by the con man himself, Michael Consatio. Mike, thanks for joining us today, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, last minute, Anthony bailed on us. He's uh, off vacation with his wife or something something like that, um, you know, living his life and, and trying to take some time off for himself and enjoy life. So I won't guilt him too much, but I, I did kind of forget he was gone. Uh, I was kind of left without a co-host. I was going to come on and do it by myself, and I was like, you know what? Let me call up the con man and see if he's got a <laughs> see if he's got an hour of time to come over here and grace us with his presence. <laughs> There's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the sports world, man. Uh, especially over the last week. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, the truth is, I, I wanted to start with the NBA trade deadline or the NCAA, but I think the most prominent thing that's happened uh, in the sports landscape in the last week, uh, you started talking about it on your show uh, before you started recording your show, was the trades that happened at the top of the NFL draft crazy it is totally first of all i i, I want to applaud the miami dolphins these guys have been finagling the bagel over there they took basically the third pick everyone's like oh they're moving down to 12 and they just slide right back up in, into the sixth spot it's going to be a, a tight draft full of a lot of talent and san francisco they obviously at, at 12 all of a sudden hopping up to three they look like they look to be unexpected players in this quarterback market it's what do you make of this man well you know like you said um Dolphins made some uh, major moves. 49ers made some good moves. And obviously, they want a quarterback. Uh, I don't right. think they're going to be happy with Garoppolo. So, uh, they're making some moves. You know what I mean? And what's all going to come down to is what does what do the Jets do with their second pick? And that's going to keep the ball rolling right from then on in. And then it's going to get crazy. We're talking about maybe top three quarterbacks being chosen in the top three, five picks. Maybe five in the first ten picks. So, it's going to be crazy, man. I you think there's a chance to be four in a row? I hear they could be four quarterbacks picked in a row. That's possible. And and, and the, the only thing as funny as it sounds that that, that kind of gives me pause about that is Atlanta should take a quarterback in my opinion at four, but I, they always seem to do something off the wall, like take a guard or do something do something you never expect. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can see them going another direction, maybe. But the Jets, I think the Jets appear to be. They don't seem to be taking offers for the number two pick, and they seem to be locked in and taking the quarterback here. I, I think so. I think so. So now, where does that leave Sam Donald? From what I'm hearing, oh my they, goodness, they're not they're not getting a lot for him. As far as offers are concerned, yeah. Would he go to Chicago, Trubisky, or would he go to Denver? You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. I don't know what he's going to do or what what's going to be offered. But the landscape has definitely changed without a well question. That's the thing. I think this is it's weird because there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of open long-term seats, I think, like at the quarterback position, more than you would think. Yeah. Um, Chicago, Pittsburgh even, New Orleans even, um, they have kind of one-year solutions, but they don't have anything long-term. You can even look at New England, in a way, uh, without a long-term solution at quarterback. So there's, there's still going to be suitors for a guy like Sam Donald, you would think. Yes, he's still young. He's uh, relatively young. 23 years old, right? He's got a I high mean, upside. I mean, why not? It's crazy. It's crazy to me, honestly. I we, we haven't had the pleasure of doing these shows. It's I'm a, of the belief that it's crazy for me for the Jets to waste a top two pick when they have a 23-year-old quarterback prospect like Sam Donald sitting on their roster. I'm I don't, with you. I'm I don't understand you. the mindset of, of these you. GMs, of these these coaches, of, 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 of these teams in general. I mean, especially in a draft like this where you can draft two Heisman quality wide receivers exactly. or an offensive tackle exactly. in the top get drafted and actually help you know build an offense. And that can help him. <laughs> crazy. You know what I mean? Look what he's played with. Crazy concept, right? It is. I'm... But instead, they want to they want to start over, wipe the slate clean again. New coach, new quarter. How many times are the Jets going to do this? You know, consistency is the key. And if you keep being inconsistent in the, in the moves you're making, that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So it's going to be very interesting. I mean, you got the people with the picks right now. You got Jack Zouette, number one. Yep. Jets, number two. San Fran, number three. Atlanta Falcons. Now, you talked about – I still think Matt Ryan has a little left. But they do need insurance. Right. Obviously, they need insurance. He's thirty six years old. Yeah. God, and I think he has like a forty million dollar cap it for the next two years. Which so is I mean. which is a killer. Which right. which is a killer. Which is. A, but they can do something around there as far as all these teams. What they're doing now, as far as putting money aside away so they can have more room. Absolutely. Um, so they can do something. But anyway, then we got the Cincinnati Bengals. What they're gonna do? I don't know. You know, they haven't been current or legit for a long time. Maybe this year will be the year. 
I don't know. And see, this is why I think it gets interesting, though, because the rumor was, actually came out this morning, that the reason why Philadelphia traded out of six was that they were looking at taking uh, the wide receiver Jamar Chase out of LSU. Uh-huh. But they were just like, you know what? Cincinnati's going to take him, so why don't we just bail out of the spot right here? You know what I mean? So it's it, just interesting. You know what I mean? It's interesting to see what Cincinnati does. It's kind of like the draft starts at Cincinnati, and people are already <laughs> adjusting to that. You know what I mean? It, to me, it, this is a big chess game. That's what I think. Yeah. And now the teams, are they going to play chess or are they going to play checkers? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it, it, the, the landscape is going to be crazy. And like you were saying, with, with the sixth pick, that's that's the Dolphins now, right? That is the Dolphins. And the seventh pick, the, the Lions, what are they going to do? They haven't really been relevant either. So, I mean, uh, I know Derek Kahn uh, is not happy about that. But, hey, that's, <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? He loves them Lions. Oh, man. my God, he Damn. does. Oh, man. It's funny, too, because at the beginning of the offseason, it looked like there might be some problems for them, but they've kind of taken some giant steps backwards. You know something? NFL, like in any other sport, it all starts from the top. It starts Absolutely. from the top. If you have a good organization and good management, your your teams would be more effective. But with poor management and the poor ownership, it can make a big difference. Obviously, it can make a real big difference. In some situations, like the Jets, like the, yes. like the Lions, it, it shows oh, and it man. shows. Oh, man, man, does it show, man. Uh, so, so who else? If, uh, round us out at least the top ten here. What else we got? Okay, we just said Detroit. We got at eight, the Carolina Panthers. Interesting. And number nine, we got the Denver Broncos. And then at the tenth pick, the one, the only, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, man. That, well, we can pick, huh? <laughs> oh my God! It's crazy though. See, like you said, I think it's gonna be an interesting draft. There's uh, there's four quarterbacks, quote unquote, projected to go in the top four right now. Right. Um, but the truth is, I I even read this morning that Mac Jones, uh, San Francisco is gonna fly their general manager to his pro day and send the assistant GM to go see Justin Fields' pro day. Interesting. So I mean, there might be, and every year in the draft, they always say, "Oh, it's gonna be these three, these four. Someone, something always gets thrown into the mix there. You, you know, know what I mean? You know, like like what a lot of uh, GMs do is they they tell you what you want to hear, right. but in the back of their mind, they got something they else. They got their own agenda. They got their own agenda. Exactly. So they're gonna you know they're gonna make you think, yeah, we're going. Nah, 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 nah. We're gonna get who we really want. It we just ain't gonna tell you. I, I think one thing one thing can be for sure. You look at those those teams, those ten teams, and we're already talking about who needs a quarterback. I think with Mac Jones and the possibility, I, I, people are like, oh, it's a possibility. I don't think there's a doubt there's going to be five quarterbacks in the top ten of this draft. Which is uh, unheard of. That's just the way it goes, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It it's is crazy. nuts, man. Every year when you're like, oh, it can't get any worse, it, there won't be five quarterbacks in the first round. Now this year we're going to have five quarterbacks taken in the top ten. And and this is going to be a pretty deep draft, too. Like I mentioned, there's uh, the wide receiver Jamar Chase, who, yes. I, who I believe sat out this year. Yes, he did. Um, the wide receiver who won the Heisman Trophy, Devontae Smith. Uh, he's um, not too bad. No, he's not too bad himself. Uh, they got an offensive you know? tackle from Oregon who's one of those. Everyone talks about you need a left tackle. We have one of those guys available right now in this year's draft. Um, and then a guy who actually took me by surprise last year, the older I get, um, and I'm still pretty young, but the older I get, it starts blowing me away when I start seeing guys – um, kids come up through the draft ranks and they start being processed themselves. But Patrick Sertain's kid um, out hey. of Alabama oh, is, is going to be a top 10 pick. Let me tell you something about him. I've been watching, I watched his uh, uh, highlights the other day and I watched his pro day. Incredible. I'm telling you, right? I watched that. I was like so impressed with him. He's high on my list. I'm telling you right now, he is. It's crazy. Outstanding. Man. It's almost one of the examples of like how people always talk about um, different eras and different uh, right. training and technology and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, man, you take a guy like this and you you literally have a child and you put him in a different era. And it's like this guy is literally a top. And Patrick Sertain, he was a starting All Pro. I think made the Pro Bowl a couple of times. Yes, called quality corner. But I mean, you see his kid now, and he's like I said, gonna be a top. Ten. He may actually. That's what made me think about. It. He may actually end up with those Dallas Cowboys if they're oh, smart and, and they luck do. goes their way. Someone better grab him early. I'm just just you right because now. I think there's gonna be a quarterback bonanza. Everyone's gonna be looking at the five quarterbacks. You yes. know, the two wide receivers, the offensive tackle. I think he's gonna be the guy between him and, and uh, Kyle Pitts, the yeah. tight end out of Florida. He's they're gonna be the there. two for getting gems out of here. Everyone's yes. gonna be jockeying for position for all these other guys. That's why I think this is gonna be one of the more exciting top tens in the in, in recent memory. Oh, I think so. I think. I mean, all eyes are out for this. This is going to be great. It's going to be fun. It has fun. me pumped up, for I'll, sure. I'm a huge draft guy. I'm, I'm one of those draft nerds. I buy all the magazines. <laughs> I, I watch all the shows. Yeah. So, I, mean, I love it, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, like we said, the draft is actually, I think it's a month away from today. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So so literally, we'll we'll start seeing. And, and I know you're not. A, who who is your football team? I was gonna say I know you're not a Patriots guy, but <laughs> what, what, what football team do you root for? You know, some I really I just enjoy the game. I, you know, honestly, God, yeah, I just yeah. enjoy football itself. I think I can have a more uh, objective point of view. So I hear you, man. You know, I I, you. I'm probably the only one that doesn't have a team, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I hey, enjoy the okay, game. Man. I enjoy the game that much more. I still root for the Patriots, but that's, that's basically people don't believe me. But I'm like, I look at the game the same way. I'm like, I'm a sports fan. Period. I'm like, yeah, I root for this team and that team, but I'm like, I like football. I like basketball. Period. Like, and you know what I mean? If you ever give me the opportunity, I could tell you a quick story about the Patriots. But yeah, but we can. If we got time, maybe go for it. Game. You sure? All we got is time, man. Uh, my I, show. Do it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> your audience is going to really love this. one. Absolutely. All right, so. Going into my sophomore year in college, uh, I, I met a girl. She was a very beautiful girl. I'm no, I won't say her name, okay. but she was a very beautiful girl. She was like 11. And, uh, you know, we started going together and everything was going pretty well. And then I recall as I was getting ready to go back to college, or prior to that, uh, she was getting letters from NBA players. I won't say names, but she was getting. <laughs> she showed me the letters. Okay. Uh, NBA ball players, you know, were interested in her, and then and some NFL. And she had told me, she said, "Mike, I will never go out with a pro athlete." I said, "Why?" And she just said, "She's not with them for the money," and you know, she sounded all legit. So anyway, I go back to college. <clears throat> I come back on my break, and I come back to the house, well, her apartment, and uh, everything was gone. Up and left. Jeez. No reason, no explanation, no how. I don't know why. So, much for that, so right? then a good friend of mine, this is like maybe a little afterwards. He said, Mike, man, let's go to the Patriots game. I said, sure. So we end up going to the Patriots game. And I find out prior to that that she, this person, ended up uh, going out with Raymond Claiborne. I don't know if you remember him. He was a cornerback for Patriots the Patriots. Though, right? Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Familiar. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm heated. I am heated. So, um, yeah, at this game. Yeah, right. so I'm at this game. And let me tell you something, Justin. I, for, since that day, I've never liked the Patriots. I know it sounds crazy. But, it, and to make it even more interesting, Justin, is the fact that when I went to Bishop Stadium, there was a guy named Jimmy D. And uh, I went to Framingham. And then he ends up going to Framingham. He ends up going to Framingham as well. And uh, what happened was, uh, he was doing sportscast, and he had me on the, on the air and everything. He graduated the two years before me. I saw him maybe a uh, year afterwards, and he was doing what they had. They called cable cars. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait till you hear the story. Called cable cars, and he was selling them on cable TV. I'm like, I, I guess he's doing all right. Anyway, at that time, the Patriots quarterback was Raymond Berry. I'm going back a little ways, guy, but he, he was a quarterback. Anyway. They were just, um, he had just got hired, and they were looking for someone to do the photography for the Patriots. My, my guy, Jimmy D, went for the job. Needless to say, Jimmy D has six rings. <laughs> he is the head of all film, anything to, to do with He is the man. His name is Jimmy D. You can look That's him up. That's amazing. And never have I asked him for a ticket. I mean, I could probably get good seats. I probably right. could get a tour. I could have probably met. Anybody you want, but he has a picture. At least he could throw the place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has a picture standing side by side with Tom Brady with all the rings. At that time, it was only four rings. Yeah. But he had a picture standing with Tom Brady with four rings. But you would think that That's amazing. a good friend of mine like that, and I probably could have access to a lot of things, And but I never ever asked him for a ticket. Never. That much disdain for the Patriots. That, Thanks to Raymond Claiborne. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Hey, man. I, I, I got no qualms with you, man. I, I, you know, I look at pictures. But I, I, everyone has their reasons. My, my little brother's a Cowboys fan. I can't stand it. But you know what? Everyone's got their things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, just, I heard you talking last week. I was like, I wonder if he does have a team at all. I was like, I got I to ask him, man. I got to ask him. I get asked that all the time. Uh, all right. You know, let's talk about, let's transition to the NBA a little bit. Oh, um, but my alley. Now we're talking. I, I did say the NBA trade deadline happened. Uh, the trades at in the NFL in the NFL draft were kind of crazy and i did have to bring them up but the nba trade deadline was uh, i believe tuesday or wednesday of this week and the truth is uh, there was one all-star move uh nikola vucevic went to uh to the chicago bulls out of nowhere to me but in my opinion the the biggest name uh was the the biggest move i should say that that will have the biggest impact happened yesterday with uh with drummond 
sign him with the Lakers. <clears throat> I actually had written down here that I had the trade deadline winners and winners and losers, and the way do Drummond and uh, Marcus Aldridge end up? But the truth is, it seems like Drummond going to the Lakers, Aldridge going to the Nets. It kind of makes the Nets and the Lakers winners of the trade deadline, don't you think? I think they're definitely two of the front runners. Uh, I'll tell you who, the third team I thought did very well. But uh, going back to the Lakers and Drummond, uh, I'll tell you right now, you know who are the happiest people in L.A.? Uh, and Anthony Davis and uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Cooper. Harold? Cooper. 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 Right. Who's Cooper? Who's the forward there for them? He changes color every day, every day anyway. Kuzma. Kuzma, Kuzma. Kuzma. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you, them two, you know why? Because first of all, now you're Anthony Davis who doesn't have to play the five. Okay? So he can extend his game, right. which is what he wants to do anyway. He doesn't have to doesn't rebound. doesn't have to. You know something? They got better in the, in the post because Gasol's looking like he's 108 years old. He's washed. So not, yeah. He's washed. So now you got a, a guy who went and had a good offseason, worked out, lost a lot of weight. Uh, he was playing very well, averaging about 18 points a game, like a nine nine rebounds a game. He gives him an added offensive weapon down in the low post. The only question mark is he has a hard time defending the perimeter. Absolutely. If, if, if he can do something like that, or they can cover that up, and, and then of course I mean, you got LeBron. I mean, then you got Schroeder. Uh, Lakers are tough. I think Lakers made a great move. One, I mean, if they if they come healthy, I think they're going to be fine. If they that, but then again, that's the key. If they how how well right. does Anthony Davis come back? Like you said, the problems with him switching on the perimeter, and obviously you prefer Davis in that situation. The other problem that he presents late game potentially with his team um, when you talk about closing lineups is the free throws. That's uh, yeah, that that poses a that, problem. That's going to be that poses a, a major problem. And, you know what I mean? Know, teams going to know that. Teams going to know that. They're going to go that, after that. Right, and that's what may stop him. I mean, he may be able to be a big factor during the game, but in the last closing minutes, he may not be able to be out there for as much as they may actually need him to be. Yes. Now going back to the Nets. Interesting. Very interesting. The Nets, man. <laughs> on this show, honestly, this is the only reason why I wish my brother was here with us right now because his little thing when they got hot was, oh, they got hot and they're not going to get anybody else. And I was like, bro, every year the trade deadline happens, yeah. there's buyout candidates, there's people title hunting. I'm like, they're going to get somebody. And now here we are, and they got Blake Griffin and Marcus Aldridge on their team. And and, did, and to tell you just how things are, okay, Blake Griffin, he's stuck in Detroit. He don't want to be there. He don't want to play. Hardly even Similar play. to Hodden. Right? Doesn't want to play. I think he didn't have a dunk for like almost a year and a half. His very first game with the Nets, what is it? Very very first two points. What was it, a dunk? I shook my head. Okay, and then last night or the night before, he gets 18 points. I mean, this is how it is. It's the environment, the change of environment, opportunity to win. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. These guys still have it in them. They just, why are you going to turn it on Detroit every exactly. night? For what reason? You know right. what I mean? The Palace of Auburn Hills, is, there's no fans in there. No. There's not man. even a reason. You know what I mean? It's not even that behind you to motivate you or anything. You just, they're just out there. And he just, was stuck and he didn't, he didn't like it. I and, saw uh, that, man. It was like first points was a dunk. Only scored two points that night. I just shook my head. I was like, this, oh, son of a gun. I, I, yeah, so 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 that, so that happened with Blake, and now they have Aldridge. You don't think it's going to be more of the same thing? Everyone's talking about who they have in the middle. Kevin Durant's got to play center. He's not going to hold up. He's been all year. Well, and now you just get Lamarcus Aldridge come right over. They took that. The they took care of that. They took care of that. I'm telling you, they got uh, they got all the pieces covered right now. And uh, Lamarcus again, new situation, new environment, playing with his boys, his friends, and he's going to. I think he's going to excel. It reinvigorates these guys. The man. only thing is. I'm fine. I think Steve Nash is going to have a problem with the rotating of the of the players a little bit. I think because he gets so much talent now. I mean, it's a fun thing to have as opposed to having you know not as much uh, talent. But he has a lot of talent, and it's, it's like they were talking about this morning. He might be uh, having a difficult time, you know, trying to fit everybody in. But again, he's got what I believe right now is the MVP on his team right now. And uh, I'm sure Harden will find a way to make them all play uh, up to the caliber that they're there for. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the truth is, with the kind of team they have, with Durant missing as much time as he has, maybe that death works to their favor. Maybe that allows them to sit some of the guys a little more Absolutely. rest of them. Absolutely. Mean? So you don't that's, get to this point. So, I mean. East is going to be. Oof. And then again, you know, tight. I thought Miami made some good moves too. All the people going there. That provides oh another perimeter outside shot. But I'm going to tell you who my, my pick is. And you're gonna uh, probably be surprised. It's Denver. Uh, Aaron Gordon, man. Aaron Gordon, right? First Aaron of Gordon all, on that team. You put him on that team. That gives another offensive weapon that takes a little bit of pressure off Jokic and Murray. So you got another offensive weapon. And then the pick that people might say, "What the hell is Mike talking about?" 
is Javel McGee. Javel McGee does a JaVale, lot. Javel, yep. Javel McGee does a lot. He can play that perimeter defense, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. He can do that. He can rebound. His off uh, foul shooting is not very good either. But I mean, I think he's going to add a whole lot to that team defensively. A rim protector. Um, he has a size. And uh, Gordon, he's just going to fly around. I, I was watching some highlights of him the other day. He got 13 points. He looked great. Looked oh, phenomenal. Man. He's, he's, he's just fitting in. Remember, now, he don't even know the offense. I was say, you don't have to run plays for him. No. He's just one of those guys out there. He He's going to be – watch out for Denver. Denver's going to be tough. Denver got to the Western Conference final last year. Okay. <laughs> People forget that. You know what I mean? And w- w- because they, they got – they lost Grant. Right? They lost Grant. They right? lost Grant. To so Detroit. Now they got someone who's quite similar. Exactly. You know? You got a this this guy can fly through the fly through the air. A he can more he get a jump shot. He can do it all. And like I say, he he doesn't have to have plays made, uh, made for him. He can just go out and score. Yeah, you can just be out there. You know defend, I mean? He can play. He can defend basically all positions on the floor. Um, he's been able to extend that jump shot finally to three point range and be consistent with it this year. Yeah, this is, honestly Aaron Gordon. That, that that's when you look at who got traded and what team they went to in the fit. I think that was the best trade fit wise because they need, like you said. Oh, you agree with me? I do. I hundred percent agree with you, man. Because I I do like the old. The reason why I like the old Depot trade is because Miami got better. They added old Depot. They didn't have to give up. Um, Nothing. Harrow or Robinson. You know Nothing what I mean? Really. Every time every time you heard about them making a deal to get somebody good in, they had to give up one of those guys. So I was like, you know what? They kept both their shooters and yes. they brought an old depot. Yes. I was like, come clutch time. They, with Bam on their team, I, I thought they might have been able to get Aldridge on the team. They, there was that would have been deep. You know what I mean? They, they would have really that, that would have made it interesting to have three teams kind of at the top of the East really loaded up and ready to go. But And you know, we're not done yet, you know. Oh, absolutely. They can still they can't they can't do anything Absolutely. as far as trades, but they, what they can do is they can get free agents. So just be careful. There's if there's some good free agents out there, watch out. I was so. just saying, and the standings themselves, the standings themselves are, are, are too close for comfort. To be honest with you, oh, man. I was looking at the. Uh, let me see if I can just pull up the whole, the whole division. Um, I was looking at this morning, and the Celtics and Atlanta are tied right now. They're in in sixth place or something like that, and they're two games back from the Knicks, who are in fourth place. Milwaukee's a little bit ahead of the, of the pack here. I think they're, what, five or six games ahead of uh, in third place. But, I mean, from four or five, basically from four to eight, and, and now we have, what, the two extra playoff spots this year with the playing games? Yes, yes. So, I mean, it's going to be – you got Chicago in here who just, like we said, uh, acquired Nikola Vukovic from, from the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic just sold off their team. They sold they off did. Vucevic, Gordon, Fournier to the Celtics. They were yeah. just like, you know, they, they, who yeah. needs a player? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, exactly. Who needs a player? Yeah. <laughs> but – um. Like you said, go go to 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 uh to Nuggets, Vucevic to the Bulls, Indiana. They, they got Karis LeVert back, who uh who was in that trade earlier, uh this year where they lost Oladipo. Finally getting him back. He had that surgery. Yeah, so I like him. That's kind man. of an addition, not yeah. a trade, but something for them to bring in. And he's gonna be good. That, that team, Indiana, is always tough. They're deep themselves. Always tough. Always with, tough. Uh, with Brogdon, Sabonis, uh, Sabonis. T.J. Warren. Yeah, they hey, they're tough. Got to watch out for them, man. Turn to playing their ass up. Yes, I'm always. I, they're always the team I don't want the Celtics to play in the first round. I'm like, just come on, just let's just get past Indiana because <laughs> even last they year they played them all. So I don't want to have to deal with them. And even Toronto's hanging around there. You know what I mean? Uh, the team that kind of shocked me all year, I, I've been the most intrigued by. To be honest with you, is Atlanta because Atlanta went out and spent all this money in the offseason. It didn't work, and now all of a sudden. They're starting to win games. They traded away Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams. I don't know if you saw that. I know that. Yes, very well. But I just don't know where – is this team going to the playoffs or are they just going to bottom out? That, that, that's why I'm curious to see with them. Well, you know, they picked up another offensive dynamo in Lou Williams. He's 108 years old. But he can still, you know, provide a lot <laughs> of offensive like – He's not very uh, adept at defense. I don't think he knows how to spell it. But, I mean, he can get you 25 points at – you know, to take some of the pressure right. off Trey Young. You know what I mean? So – and they've already they feel they got enough within their front court. They were worried about their back court and that they improved that. So I think uh uh depot man going to uh Miami's also big and, and then we haven't spoken about I mean, for someone off the bench, that's gonna pr- provide I think a lot of uh offensive firepower is JJ Reddick going to Dallas. Yeah, that's I like somebody. that. I like that. He still can shoot, man. He still you know something, if you can shoot there's a place for you in the NBA. Oh, if you can shoot absolutely. and he can flat out – even – I mean, he's old too, but he can be valuable off the bench. I think that was a, uh, a good addition for the Dallas Mavericks as well. They're starting to play better. 
Yeah, they're playing, they're playing very well. And the West, they're up. Look at Phoenix. Look at Phoenix. The Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix is, is tough. Uh, they, they, got, they got uh, the, the big man Baker, uh, Aiton. Uh, he's playing phenomenal. Chris Paul is huge for that Chris team. Chris Paul is right? my guy. Chris Paul is my guy. He's the he's the old school that keeps it. He was doing it for Oklahoma City. Remember they, they yeah, made the playoffs? He was doing it with, with Tyson Chandler and yes. P.J. Brown. How could you do it? But he did it. And then you put him now. He got Booker. Booker went off last night for 35 or whatever. I mean, they, they're just playing phenomenal ball. And, and they're fun to watch. They're having a ball. And that makes a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they got the young guys coming back. They were doing it without uh, their best one, the best big man. He's back. He's healthy. Watch out for them. I was going to say, look at the standings now. Obviously, the Lakers have had LeBron James and Anthony Davis out, but Phoenix is number two in the West right now. Yes. They're behind Utah. They, I mean, they, and they're a couple games up on the Lakers. They're, they're a two, couple games up on the Clippers, it looks like. Like, they're <laughs> – it's hard for me to believe that Phoenix, just just by addition, adding Chris Paul, he's totally remade that roster, remade the team. You want to talk about getting guys to play and getting guys whipped into shape, I mean, he's the he man. has done it here. He's, he's, he's a leader. He's a legend. And uh, to play – as well as he has at his age and the, uh, the years of experience has uh, been a key component to Phoenix, and I think that's going to propel them pretty far in the Western Conference. We talked about the Lakers and, the, and them getting Drummond and their need to stay healthy, obviously, with LeBron James. I think they've, they've officially gone 2-3, and three, I think, since he's gone down. Um, what do you think about the Clippers, though? What are, what are their chances? Obviously, they add Rondo, uh, some kind of stability to their backcourt. But... <sighs> All right, Justin, okay. Um, I do believe... The reason why they got Rondo because playoff Rondo, you know, and that's something they felt they needed to get in order to uh, propel them maybe past the Lakers. And plus, Rondo knows everything about the Lakers. Knows all the plays, right? So he knows all the plays. He knows (laughs) it. So, I mean, it's a good fit. Rondo doesn't have many more years left. Uh, The way he played in Atlanta was he he hardly got any minutes. So, I don't know how. But then again, different environment, different situations. He's going to be asked, you know, to be a leader on that team, which he will be, and his knowledge of the game is phenomenal. So I think he's going to add quite a bit. Is it enough to get him over the hump? I don't think so. That tells me to ask you. At the end of the day, is it enough to get him over the Lakers, even no. Phoenix? I mean, at this point, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I, I I really respect. To be honest with you, it's funny the sounds. I, I'm waiting for them to do it in the playoffs. I think Utah, with the way with the way they've been shooting the ball, I I think they and the Lakers have. That's where I think, it, based off what I saw with Denver last year, seeing how a team can get hot playing their style of play, and I don't want to write Denver off right now, but I think what Utah brings to the table with their shooting and having Gobert in the middle, I think they can really, I think they can go far. We we haven't spoken about them until just now, but Utah is tough. Mitchell's playing out of his mind. I'm telling you. Uh, they have a great team, and again, you know, a lot of people don't talk about them out here because they play a lot of the games in. It's we don't tough get to a, see them. They don't get a chance to see them, but Utah – they're slowly but surely moving on up. They got a great 34 and 11 so far. You know what I mean? They're it's playing crazy. well. And they got the perimeter outside. They got the inside game. They got a, the rim protect inside, Gobert. They they have some great shooters. And they got they deep off the bench. And ah, Utah's going to be tough. I'll tell you what, the West is going to be tough. The West is tough, man. I mean, West is going to be tough. Dallas, uh, I looked down at the Southwest Division. You figure San, San Antonio. They're coming back, too. They, they look to be coming on here. I'm like, that's kind of crazy, to be honest with you. I didn't even realize that. I, was, I thought Dallas was going to be in the mix here. But uh, I guess well, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't watched a lot of San Antonio games this I year. So I'm, I haven't either. I'm kind of at a loss of words right now. They have, <laughs> they have the Mod, they have the Mod de Rosen. It's like go of Aldridge, but I guess. Yes. I guess they're getting it done now. Dallas with Luka, though, I, I look for them to really make a surge at the end of the season. Like you were saying before, they really messed uh, Seth Curry. They were able to get J.J. Redick. Yes. And I think with Pozingas getting healthy and all those guys trying to gelling together at the at the second part of the season, I really hope those guys can get together because I think they're a fun team to watch. They are. They're, gonna, they're exciting to watch. And Luka, Luka's the man. He's yeah, crazy. He's, he's the fun. He, yeah, oh, he does so many things, man. He's something else. If you don't, if you don't like Luca, then you, got, you probably you, don't like basketball. Yeah, you got problems. You got problems. It's off here, unfortunately, for the Warriors. Uh, going to the East, one thing I wanted to ask you was, Uh-oh. the truth, truthfully, right? So we talked about all the other teams before. Okay, but the reality is, uh, it's been Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee kind of in the top three. Who do, who do you think comes out of that mix? I mean, to be honest with you, it seems to me like just on paper that Milwaukee will be the third team in that. But you watch them play, and they Milwaukee's still a good basketball team. I mean. Is 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 it Brooklyn and LA automatically in the finals already? Is my point, or do uh does a team like Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or uh, or Utah even stand a chance to to derail this this kind of inevitable quote unquote matchup that you'll see in the media all the time? You know something, you I, you know you never know, you really never know. As far as the East, I think 
Uh, Brooklyn has it easy to come out of the East, and then the West. The West, every game is going to be rough. Every every it's going to be. I think the, whoever comes out the West is going to have a harder time than Brooklyn. I I believe, but you got to watch out for Philly when they're healthy because Embiid's playing an MVP caliber season. Um, Brooklyn's always going to be tough. Milwaukee. There seems to me, although you know. I like the the way that they're they're playing. I mean, their record speaks for itself. You know, Giannis is putting up the same numbers he's he's done every year, but it seems to me that Giannis in the playoffs, you know, his numbers are pretty good. Everybody knows how to play him. You know, yeah, they kind of they kind of he, he's like one dimensional. He hasn't taken his game to that next level. He's got to gotta do something, man, right. because it seems like okay, yeah, you're gonna have a great season, and sometimes you can't just go by numbers. You know, I mean, sometimes you gotta have you gotta have that thing to get you over the hump. And Giannis, I mean, he plays hard. He's had, he's having a great. He's having MVP numbers, but I don't know if he if he has or they have what it takes to get by a, a, a Brooklyn or a Philadelphia. I don't think they do. Yeah, he's gotta have that outside shot, man. He's gotta he's gotta, stroke, he's gotta develop. Everyone. He's gotta. I mean, if yeah. you notice, and I don't want to go back and tell my age, but a lot of players when they came in the league, they didn't have jump shot. Magic Johnson could never shoot a jump shot. Right. Fact. Fact. And then if you notice, Kobe wasn't really a good outside shooter. He was a more mid-range, but he worked on his game each and every year and got better. But LeBron, look at LeBron. LeBron he would never Jordan, all of them. Look, all them dudes. Yeah. They, every day, did something every year to improve their game. You know, Kobe developed that post-up move. Now, LeBron, is, they always said, no, you got to get that post-up move. He got that down now. So, I mean, Giannis hasn't done that yet. Yeah, he's just been getting by and being a seven foot athletic guy. Right, who, who just runs by people. It's so amazing and so mind blowing that yeah. people are like, oh, and like you said, he's still going to get his numbers. He still might win the MVP. But at some point, to take your team to the next level, like you said, when it comes to be playoff time, yes. people are like, all right, we're going to run that same defense we ran last you know, year. You know we're going to stop is. him, and then we'll, we'll worry about it next round. Yeah, and then that's, that's exactly what happens. That's and what, he goes home. Justin, that's what and happens. We'll come back out next year again. And that's why. Yeah, that's why to me they're not really a real contender is because I like Drew Holiday. He's a nice player, but yes. he's not a true second star. He's not no. having Paul George. He no, can't no. elevate the team and take them on right. his back and put them over. So, I mean, like you said, I, I'm curious to see how a healthy Joel Embiid, a healthy Ben Simmons, how those guys will fare. Um, they, they did acquire George Hill, not a, a huge uh, addition, but a good addition for the team who needs point guard help, uh, point guard depth. Uh, and also because Simmons plays such great defense, he has another uh, guy that can play defense who can play one, two, or three exactly. defensively. So that's going to help him out a lot. Now the picture of this, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but if Simmons can develop somewhat of a jump one. shot, yep, somewhat, yep. just to make the defense honest, that guy could be yeah. incredible. It's 18 feet. Just give me something. Just give right? him some. <laughs> just, just give nah, me he some. He's just gonna be. He's gonna kill people, man. Right. No, he's. And it, what he'll do is open up his game, and open up everybody else's game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like. He's another one though. Like everything he does is so amazing. It's like no one, no one kind of gives him that that push to be like, hey, hey, that's great. But how about everyone's just like, oh no, look at look at all that, and it's just like, yeah, but he could also. Be take it to the next level. You know, oh, he take can. One more and maybe he will. Like, and maybe we always forget these guys are still what 23, yeah, 24 years old. It's just like that's nothing in Korea. You know I mean, that's that's not. He's just getting started. Yeah, he's, he's still in getting... the first quarter. You know what I mean? Basically. Um, but yeah, I, I think like I said, as you alluded to as well, I think Philadelphia can make it interesting in the East. I think Utah. I think Denver. I think Phoenix. I think even the Clippers. If the Clippers seem to be just kind of in a disarray for me, but. I I don't know. I think it will be interesting to see how uh, the playoffs finish out. Honestly, I'm not, it's not just me being, again, I'm a sports fan first. I think the Celtics have a chance to kind of get it together. If, if they can get, the Celtics need to get somebody else on their roster. Them losing Tice um, and bringing in Fournier. Fournier, who, who might not even play today, I heard, because he's in COVID protocol. But um, I think the Celtics have some kind of chance of, of still at least get into the playoffs and having a, a, a round run, I guess is the way to say it, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, I was doing some a little bit of my research, and I, I was checking some things out. Uh, you know, number one, uh, Danny Ainge finally snapped his six-year streak of sending or standing pat on in-season trades. He finally did it. He hasn't done really? it in six years. That's number <laughs> one. That's number one. Number two, they're saying it was the deal was a salary dump. What, the, uh, the Tice deal? That's correct. It was a salary dump. The Celtics needed to get out of the luxury tax to avoid the repeater tax, which what it's called. Yeah, and, and honestly, you would think that they would already kind of plan for something like that. I mean, you just have to dump a guy who's your starting center? And no, he wasn't playing that bad. 
He wasn't playing that bad. I, I don't think he was better playing. than Thompson. Most oh, people would yeah, say, right? Yeah, Tom. You know, what I mean, but I mean, the guys that got they got Mo Wagner. I mean, he, he's he's a big guy. You know, what I mean, he was averaging like uh, seven points a game this year. Yeah, last year average nine. I mean, he's not. Uh, he's gonna be all right. I mean, he he, he looked. Uh, he's very big, seven two. And then they got Cornette. I was watching him the other night. He had a couple of three pointers. Yeah, he was blocking it. He looked. He did a little something. Yeah. I mean, as you know, I'm not a Celtics fan, but obviously. I, you would think that Danny Ainge has something up his sleeve. You would think so. You would think so. I, I, I'm one of those guys. I always give Danny and Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, they got something. You might be the one of the very few. I, they, they burn me a lot. They burn me a lot, man. Yeah, but, I'm always trying to, but. I mean, you look at uh, the, the trades that were made and, and the teams, uh, the players that, that went to certain teams, and I was thinking, like, you know, Drummond went and visited to them. You know, he took a visit to them. I was yep. like, imagine that. Ooh. That's oh, Aldridge. Oh. Him Even going one in. of those guys. Imagine that. I mean, oh, I, I don't know if it was the money. I don't know if it was they didn't want to go there. I, I don't know. I think it was just honestly, they, they looked at, I can go to the Lakers. You know, I can go to Brooklyn. You know what I mean. Once Aldridge went to the Nets, I knew for a fact was he was going to go. Yeah, he said I can't go there because I won't get it. no playing time. Yeah, exactly, I can go there, stop right away, and uh, the only thing is, what are they going to do in future? Because a lot of these players are going for just one year. They're going just for one year. Right now, they're going to pay twenty-seven million, I think, for Drummond, the rest of his contract out of that twenty-seven mil. But what are they going to do next? And that's the thing with the Nets. The Nets were, uh, before they got uh, Blake Griffin and the Michael Soldiers, they were playing guys like Joe Harris yes. and Nick Claxton. It was almost better for you to play Nick Claxton because you're right. like, you know what? I'm going to have Nick Claxton on the contract exactly. for the next two years, exactly. and I'm going to need this guy to yeah, develop. Exactly. So now, he guess what Nick Claxton's going? Nick Claxton's going to the bench, and, and, and they're have these guys out here. So. And think about this. If the Nets were to win the championship, you know what happens in, in most cases. I get that ring. Now it's about me getting paid. Oh, of course. So if they do get a ring, it's going to be hard to keep everybody happy financially. It's going to be hard. Yeah, you have to They're cut gonna, DeAndre Jordan immediately. They, oh, he gonna, <laughs> oh, he's got to go. Don't, yeah, him in the ring, cut him right there. Yeah, it's right. been real. See you later. You got to go. <laughs> great. It was great playing with you, buddy. Yeah, it's, it, it, like you said, it, it's always it's always funny how that how that happens after the season. Guys get their ring, and then it's just about – I actually thought it was going to happen – it's in football, but with, uh, with Leonard Fournette. Yes, I, I was surprised I when they said he resigned. I was like, I thought he, for sure he was holding well, out for the bag. They, they signed for like four million, right? I yeah, think. We, one year, four million. Yeah, I was like, man, Tom Brady got to him with that special sauce Kool Aid, man. And, and they still haven't signed <laughs> AB yet, have they? That's the he's the only guy. Mm. And it's kind of, yeah, they kind of alluded that he might be out there on his nutty ways again. Probably. Yeah, well, yeah. The other thing is too, he sees all these other guys getting their money, so he's probably like, the, believe me, that's me. in the back you know of his mean? mind. Yeah, you know that. You know what I mean? So that's he's probably like, hey guys, and they're probably just like, ah, do we, are we gonna? You do have to understand a team being weary about wanting to lock him up for multiple years, though. You know what I mean? So it's like he's got got to kind of see both sides. And they had to take – they took the the initiative to to try to get everybody back. You know what I mean? So they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. Absolutely. Well, that's the NBA. Let's go on to March Madness, which it is March. It's what's what's been hot uh, hot on the streets for the last two weeks. (laughs) It's actually – I kind of dig the schedule, to be honest with you. Um, Usually we have games, I think – ending this weekend but we're actually gonna have games we have games tonight and tomorrow don't we uh that is correct that that is pretty damn awesome um yesterday's game i told you i didn't get to really check out most of the games on saturday but uh saturday's games we had let's see here we had baylor uh advanced over villanova is that right <laughs> no uh we had uh a Baylor. Yeah, it was Villanova. That's, that's it. Correct. That's what I was like. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, 62-51 to be exact. Yes. Did you watch any of that game, Mike? Because Baylor's another team. Honestly, I, I told you before, Baylor and Gonzaga, unfortunately, they're the number one seeds. But every time I go turn on one of their games, it's usually a blowout. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, honestly, I didn't even, even schedule to watch any college games on Saturday for that reason. Uh, what was I, I was uh, very surprised Villanova went made it as far as they did because they lost a really good component to the team, Gillespie. So I didn't even think they had much of a chance, to be honest with you, to get as far as they did. But, yeah, barely got them. A lot of people had Villanova. Go, honestly, me, myself, on my bracket, I picked Villanova to lose in the first round, try to pick upsets just because they lost They lost so much talent going to the tournament. You didn't think they stood a chance, yeah. but it's credit to, to Jay Wright and the staff over yes. there. Definitely, Jay's a great coach, man. So, you know they uh, bow out. What they bow out in the Sweet Sixteen? There's no shame in that, like you said, no. especially in the year this teams have had the uh, up and down season. Not at all. Um, the other match, so Baylor will advance to the Elite Eight. I believe they play 
I forgot to bring up the schedule. Today. I'll bring <laughs> it up as Arkansas we're talking. Or, or Robert, Arkansas. But I was, yeah, I was trying to see what time they play. I'll bring it up. I think they when we're done talking. I, I should have that schedule. I'll um, bring it up. Um, let's see what else we got on here. Um, the next game was Arkansas or Roberts, as you were starting to say. Um, yes. Or Roberts, 15 seed. They were, I believe, the lowest rated seed remaining coming to, into this weekend. Uh, a 15 seed, I think. Is that correct? I think that's just looking real quick. Uh, yeah. Yes, you're right. They're a 15 seed, and they only lost by two points. You know, they beat Ohio State. I was say they yeah. beat Ohio State. They uh, they beat Florida, I believe. And then they come in here, and they only lose by two points. This was a down to the wire. I think they had a shot to win yeah. the game. Yeah, at, they at did. The end here. That's a great game. Poor kid loses the shot, but I mean, yeah. like you said, great game, great run. Um, you gotta love when a team like Oral Roberts kind of comes out of nowhere and and goes into the Sweet 16 in the tournament. I mean, that was how many people had them going this far. That's what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean? It's the like only people who who went to Oral Roberts <laughs> yeah, picked Oral but- <laughs> Roberts. Like that, that's for damn sure. And uh, again, hell of a run for those kids. But Arkansas does move on, and they will play Baylor, uh, which I believe I think that game is on tonight. Well, like I said, we'll find that out and have that on. Uh, let's see, NCAA games. Well, while you're doing that, we have uh, again uh, uh, the uh, Arkansas against Baylor, and then. Yeah, yeah Arkansas against Baylor tonight. Um, but we had Loyola and Oregon State. That was the other one. That was on. Um, yeah, Oregon State in the that was on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Loyola Chicago. I mean, another one team, man. I, I don't know how many people are expecting to, to, to even beat Illinois. That was great. That was a, the hometown of Chicago. You know, what I mean, that was that was a big game. I was gonna say this is like a matchup of like Cinderellas over here. It's like Cinderella versus Super Cinderella. You have. Uh, Loyola, who everyone fell in love with, what, I think that was four or five years ago? Yeah. When they made their run, I think, to the Sweet 16. Yes. And they came back, like you said, beat Illinois. A lot of people thought them being seated so close to Illinois was was kind of a disservice just because they thought Loyola was a pretty good team. Yes. They really thought they I did, did. because of ratings, you know what I mean? But that's, that's, that's the NCAA for you. But like you said, Loyola does beat Illinois, a number one seed. Yes. Um, as an eight seed, they get to play Oregon State, who was a 12 seed. They upset Tennessee. They upset Oregon State, who has Cade Cunningham. So they've yeah. been making some yes. headway themselves, and they keep the party going here. They, uh, again, this is another close one. I think Oregon State started pulling away towards the end here. They won, what, they won by f- six or seven points, I think? They won 65-58. Six, so, so pretty decisive victory at the end. They have a close game throughout it all. And Oregon State, another team, nobody saw coming a 12 seed. A 12 seed getting to the Elite Eight. Now, sometimes you never know. You know, like I said, you know, Styles make fights. Styles make games. So you never know because you don't have that much opportunity to scout these these teams. That you, and uh, that could true, be a factor. Man. It could be a factor. Yeah, whoever's hot, man, you come in there on the gym that you night. You never know. They hey, you, out. you know, it's not like the NBA. It's you're one and done. One and done, baby. And one and done. <laughs> if you hey, if you don't come correct, uh, exactly. you could be out. Exactly. The, other, the last game on Saturday was Syracuse versus Houston. I caught a lot of this one. Syracuse for a while, I thought they were going to be in it. But eventually that Houston defense and athleticism kind of just took over. And uh, and ended Jim Beheim's run, the the Beheims I should say, uh, Jimmy Beheim and Buddy Beheim, his son, yes, yeah. together uh, the, again another good run by that's Jimmy Beheim's, I want to say that's a like, double digit Sweet Sixteen or something like that. He's made like, oh, a yeah, ridiculous amount. Question: He he's been there for Sweet Sixteens at this point. So I mean Syracuse at this point they want the team. Dumas just picking your bracket every year. Uh, it, like I said, this year they they were eleven seed and to do as well as they did again. Exactly. You know what I mean? Eleven seed beating they ended up beating West Virginia, San Diego yeah. State before that. Not bad. Um, and then falling to Houston, who's a two seed. Not bad at all. You they can have, do a lot they, worse. They, you can definitely do a lot worse. So Houston will advance to play Oregon State on that side of the ledger. Um, Baylor will play Arkansas, and I have it up here. And those games are actually tonight. That's why I thought so. Oof. So basically, whatever games were on Saturday, right. which are those two, yes. will be played tonight, and then the other games will be played tomorrow. So Baylor, That's Arkansas, correct. is uh, tonight at 9.57 p.m. start. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be watching it, though. Oregon State-Houston gets the 7.15 window. Both games are on CBS for that one. On the other side of the bracket, we had Gonzaga go over Creighton. Creighton's another team, I thought, honestly, with the, with the controversy they had kind of in the season, I thought for sure they were going to go out early in the tournament. Instead, they've kind of taken the momentum. Proved everybody wrong. I think you know the situation with their coach. I mean, that caused a lot of conflict during the course of the, the second half of the season. Uh, but they do have one of the, and I think I told you before, in in NCAA tournament, what's really key is God play, and Creighton has one of the best point guards in the country. Um, but they, he didn't have enough to, to to get him over Gonzaga. Gonzaga, I mean, come on, they 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 have the 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 highest offensive uh, team in the country. 
Uh, they also shoot the best foul shots in the country. I mean, they're on top of everything in the country, and they're playing so well together. And they got the the guy Suggs, who, who's uh, might might end up uh, being a lottery pick in the NBA. And they also have a great outside shooter. Uh, they and they have a good post play. They got they got all the ingredients in order to to right. to, to go and they're undefeated. They're shooting, great point guard <laughs> play, they got, post they got, play. They're, they're you haven't lost the game, right? So I, <laughs> yeah, I think they're playing all right. I think they're gonna be all right. Yeah, you mentioned one thing I want to touch on with Arkansas. Arkansas had a, a got uh, Moses Moody, I think, who's, yes. who's a pretty good draft prospect. But Gonzaga, like you said, they're loaded. Um, they have Jalen Suggs, who Jalen Suggs is going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. Um, it's just almost not fair for Creighton to come in and play that game. There was a play. I don't know if you saw it. It was in the first minute of the game. He threw a, a, a half-court bounce pass to the guy for a layup and looked routine. But when you stop yeah. and look at it, you're like, "Yeah, oh, there's no routine play, my man." It's just and it was nine two, but it's just they are they're, they're, they're amazing. Roll. Like you said, they got two top ten uh, NBA talents probably on their team. They go against Creighton, who had their own thing going for them. But as with every game with Gonzaga, unfortunately, like I told you before, I haven't even been able to sit down and really enjoy a Gonzaga game because you put it on and they're blowing everybody out. They're just the game yes. ends up being plus twenty real quickly. Uh, Michigan took on Florida State. I'm skipping around a little bit on the bracket. It's okay. Trying to go in order of, I think, of the way the games actually came on. Michigan uh, took on Florida State in another game, which I thought was going to be really tough. I caught the end of it. Well, Michigan was was already coming out of it, but uh, what did you, th- you take away from this game, Mike? I think, you know, first of all, uh, congratulations uh, to Juwan Howard Juwan. being coach of the year, number Juwan, one. Good job out there. The, the number one, and, and it was great. Uh, they are well coached. They are well coached. And people don't realize how tough it was for him to become a head coach and what he had to go through in order to get that head coaching job. He was on those benches for a while, man. A lot. Uh, he he, sat, was he sat on the end of the benches in the league for a while. Oh, a, a whole lot. You yeah. had, I mean, uh, him and uh, Bob McAdoo sat on that Miami bench. For, but anyway, yeah. Juwan Howard, he paid his dues, and uh, I think he had, had a great opportunity, and he wasn't gonna, about to let it go away. And they got one of the best recruiting classes coming in, just to let you know. So watch out Good. for them. Oh, yeah, they definitely they got, do. We were just talking about uh, the Celtics getting Mo Wagner. They got his brother Frank. Yeah. Frank Wagner plays for Michigan now, so yeah. that's who's out there killing it right now. For yes, them. yeah, exactly. Six nine point forward killing it. Yeah. So I mean, Michigan, they played very well. I mean, they they won very easy, seventy six fifty eight. Michigan uh, again. You know, a lot of people had them going to the Final Four, and I think that's what's going to happen. The two games I really got locked into at night were these last two games here, uh, and I guess I'll start with with UCLA. UCLA has gone from the first four to now they are in the Elite Eight as they got past Alabama. That was a hell of a game. I don't know if you got to watch that game, Mike. The, the last the game ends up going into overtime, and I knew as the game was ending, they started showing the UCLA coach's dad in the stand to celebrate. And I yeah, was I like, saw that. I I'm like, you're, yeah. cutting yeah. <laughs> you're cutting to the dad too early. You're cutting to the dad too early. There's 45 seconds yeah. left. This yeah. isn't going to go uh-huh. well. And then sure enough, the kid hits a three dead on with like 0.4 seconds left, forces overtime. Uh, UCLA is able to pull away in overtime. They're just too much for Alabama. It's kind of crazy to say. How is UCLA just keeping this train going, man? This man. is crazy. Yeah, 11th seed, too. 11th seed playing game beat Michigan State on the playing game on the on the first day of the tournament, literally. The first four teams in, and now here they are in the Elite Eight. Incredible. It's an incredible run. Uh you know something? It looks like the uh, West Coast is doing their thing. The West Coast. Up, <laughs> up until these games, the, the, the Pac-10 was going off, the Pac-12, whatever it was. Pac-12, yeah. Up until uh, this weekend, they had been undefeated. I mean, they, they had Oregon and USC play each other, yeah. and I think Oregon State. Uh, but they were going off. There was a couple other teams, I forget. Gonzaga, USC, Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, there was somebody else. And you know, UCLA. Yeah, and you know they were saying Pac-12 really wasn't that strong. And that, you know, Big Ten was, you know. Big Ten, they were the powerhouse. <laughs> they were powerhouse. Are, and look, right. what the, look what their record ended up being. So, I mean, They're not never know. off over here. <laughs> yeah, man. So props to UCLA. Alabama, they had a good run, man. They were a tough team. But at the end of the day, the truth is the Alabama game at the end of it, I felt bad for the kid. I think his name was Marvin Jones. He gets to the free throw line. He missed both of his free throws. Yes, so I'm crucial, like, He missed man. both free throws. They were down one. So, so they crucial. ended up tying the game up with that three. But the truth is, even with the three, you missed both free throws. You hit one of those. You guys... Guys, a home right now with a win. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know what? That's tough. That's something he's gonna have to live with. That's that's a tough way to go, man. And that's I, why, I feel bad. I feel bad. He missed the two free throws that put him at 
he was two for seven for the free throw line for the day, and I'm like, that's it's crucial, man. Now, lucky the guy came like I said, send to overtime. He's still losing, but I was like, that guy, you have to live with that for the rest of your life, yeah, man. You know, I mean, five that, free throws like that. It's key like, is uh, ball control and foul shooting is real, real key at the end of the games, man. It definitely really is. So. And they all seem rushed. Both teams they miss yeah. free throws. And I'm like, why are uh, these guys rushing their free throws? I'm like, it's the last minute of the game. Yeah, I'm man, like, everyone, yeah. <laughs> calm down. I wanted, to, I wanted to call a timeout. And be like, <laughs> somebody grab this kid and yeah, tell this kid. That's sad. But UCLA advances to play Michigan. Uh, in the Elite Eight tomorrow, that would be that's going to be a great game. Actually, I have it right up there tomorrow. They actually play at uh, they have the late game tomorrow nine fifty seven. Gonzaga, well, before I keep saying Gonzaga, USC took on Oregon in the late game last night. I really enjoyed this game. Um, USC has a kid, Evan Mobley. Uh, we talked about Jalen Suggs a while ago. Yeah. I think Evan Mobley might be uh, the other top three pick along with Jalen Suggs and, yeah, and Kate Cunningham absolutely. in the draft this year. And he kind of showed it in this one. Him and his brother, uh, what's his brother's name? Kids, but Ivan maybe they they play in the front court together yeah. for USC. But this was a Pac-10, uh, Pac-12 versus Pac-12 matchup. Pac-12 never played each other in the tournament before. Had Didn't never happened before. That. Did not expect, expect that it. at all. Never happened before. In Oregon, they had been on quite the ride themselves. They were the one team. They kind of had a game advantage over everybody because they they played quote unquote played right VCU, which the game was called due to COVID. So they kind of had the one game off. Yeah, the they, break, yeah. they came out. They beat uh they beat Iowa. Um, with Blue Garza on the team, looked really good, and they come against USC. And the truth is, I saw the starting lineup. When I saw the starting lineups, every guy on Oregon was six foot six. One guy was six foot five. Right. And I was like, all right, switchability. Then you then you see USC and Evan Mobley is seven foot tall. His brother six foot yeah. ten. I'm like, look, this guy is a top ten prospect, top three prospect in the draft. That switchability might have worked and got you here with the shooting. I'm but like, who's going to stop this kid? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of wrecked shop on them. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't – at the end of the game, I want to say they won by 12. They, they made one run late, but you, it was all USC. And, and I'm kind of shocked, to be honest with you, that USC, a sixth seed, they're in the Elite Eight against Gonzaga. Another Pac, Pac-12 matchup, Gonzaga versus USC. To be honest with you, I'm just going to ask the question now, Mike. We talked about what, what everything Gonzaga has. We see what USC has. Does USC have that sauce? They got the they got the magic. Are, are they going to be the team to give them the one loss to send them back in, or you is know, this Gonzaga's to roll on? The way things are going, I, I I don't know. I mean, my gut my gut feeling is that uh, Gonzaga this is their year. That's my gut feeling. But I tell you what, it's not going to be a cakewalk at all. No, I think it's actually one of the better matchups. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Yeah, like you said, all the talent Gonzaga has with the run that USC has made here at the the end here, it's... uh I love it, man. I love it. And I can't wait. I can't Match wait madness, man. Match madness. <laughs> and, the, and the cool thing is, like I said, come off the weekend. We're gonna have these games tonight, tomorrow night, and then we'll be down to what? We'll be down to the final four. Final four, which is uh, next weekend, and they'll have the by next weekend. Well, the final four and the champion. Can't beat that. Boom. Uh, that, How that's you love what's that? All about. That's what's all about. How you about. love that, people? So stay tuned, man. We'll be following following the bracket, seeing where we end up. Uh, hopefully, by next weekend, we'll have some kind of idea. Uh, real quick, I do just want to touch on because we talk about it all the time on the show. The, U- the UFC had an event. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's March. I'm already getting trades for our fancy football guys. This time. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, guys! <laughs> really, that just happened. <laughs> um, the UFC had an event this weekend where uh, Stephen Miocic, the heavyweight champion, took on Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou had I believe, the second most knockouts in UFC history uh, in, in the heavyweight division. I want to say he had uh, nine coming into this fight. And it was one of those ideas I was telling you before. I had to decide if I was going to spend the $80 after already dropping, I think, $160 this year on pay-per-views after spending right. $10 a month already on ESPN+. Uh. Plus, and I didn't, and I was glad, only because there was only really a couple fights I wanted to see on this card. Uh, Tyron Woodley, who was a favorite of mine when I was really following uh, MMA closely, yeah. he appears to be on his last leg. He lost by submission, so that, that was kind of sad to see. But more importantly... Stipe Miocic was the heavyweight champion of the world, two-time uh, UFC heavyweight champion, an underdog. This is the second time this has happened in, yeah. in the last couple of months. Uh, an underdog champion going into a fight. I thought it was crazy. We talked about, we were like, you know what, bet the underdog. bet that, That's the best bet, right? Right. Not in this fight because <sighs> by the second round, Ngannou's a strong, strong guy. And for all the wrestling and all the experience Miocic has, he just hit him. <laughs> he just hit him and pounded him. And the second round didn't last a minute before he came out and he closed it out on him. I mean, that was that was a I mean a good fight. I mean, he is a beast. He is an animal. And again, man. and uh the uh the underdog person, which is not I have a hot S- name. Stipe Miocic. <laughs> yeah, him. Stipe. It's called Stipe. Yeah, I'll go there. I'll go there. <laughs> I mean, they say he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. So I mean 
I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they said. That's what they were talking about. How you know how good he was, but uh, not man. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> hey, but yeah, you know, like you said, and one of those guys who's kind of been waiting for a shot. He now has nine, uh, excuse me, ten knockoff finishes, which is the second most in UFC history. Um, the guy's just one of those freak athletes who's been waiting for his chance, and now he finally was able to go out there and prove it. Now, what happens? So I was, so I was took, the, <laughs> took the thought out of my head next. I was like, we can finish to the uh, senses right now. I know who you're going to bring up. I well, I mean, it's, it's the truth. It's, it's if I'm going to be 100 honest with you, it's a guy who I'm not a huge fan of at all. To be honest with you, but the the next logical fight appears to be the guy who wants to come up to heavyweight. Well, we know who that test, is test his metal. John Jones, it's this fight that everyone's screaming for. He said, show me the money. Um, when um, uh, What's his name fought last two weeks ago? Adesanya fought two weeks ago. They thought if he had won his fight, that would have been the great matchup for right. him. But of course, he lost. So now, it's uh, yeah, it looks like John Jones versus Francis Ngannou for the heavyweight championship. And the reason why I, I said that I actually got into a conversation with uh, Derek Kahn about this a couple weeks ago, I was telling him, I respect John Jones' talent, right? Yeah, but like I was talking of course, before, of course. You can't, I mean, how can you deny it, right? Yeah. But when I was following MMA before, I, I was telling you about how it was hard to follow fights and things would get called off. and right. guys, like, He was like like uh, the, the number one suspect of – he wasn't just getting hurt or calling out. He was doing uh, wild shit. Yeah, he Doing just, yeah. wild shit that he, he you're has, the greatest yeah. of all time. You're <laughs> the, yeah. so, so we're going to take this one standard barrel. Right. We're going to let him do whatever the hell he wants. Right. We'll hold – Michael Jordan and Ali and those other guys mm-hmm. to this high standard. But right. like John Jones, it's, oh, no, he's just fun. No, he's yeah, just he, he acted up. being There's reckless. No you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just stupid. like he caused him to lose fights, to, to not be able to have certain fights and not be able to perform. And it's just, to me, that's just not the greatest of all time. That's I, just the way I like it. I agree it. with you. And then for this fight, if it does happen, it's not that easy to move up and wait because then you find out your, who you're going against. and. He's going against the beast. I watched that fight. That's I mean, the thing. Not live. I didn't catch it on paper, but I caught it, and I'm like, scary. Yeah, scary. man. Scary. It's it's he, he <laughs> hasn't fought. I don't know when his last fight was. John Jones, but uh, and Gano's, he, <laughs> he's no joke, man. <laughs> he is, oh, he man. can go out there, and, and for all the talent, John Jones. Everyone always tells me, oh, that's because you don't respect John Jones' talent. No, no, no. I know his talent is otherworldly. I know he's like at an up echelon. I know he's on top yeah. of this game. He's number one. But my thing with him, and he's. All he's done is prove me right. Is is he going to be on top of his game? How are you going to know that? You're going you're to guarantee me that? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, 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 not, not. I'm not putting money on it anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, no. and that's my only point. It's just like, you know what? Have him come out, have him fight. I'll watch it. I'll be oohed and odd, but yeah. I'm not relying on him, counting on him, betting on him, no, thinking no. he's the best. I'm not putting all no, that shit on him anymore because, you know not. what? I tried that a couple times, yeah. and he's just like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. Well, that's cool. Do your own thing, but right. don't think people are going to think you're the greatest and come flocking back to nah. you and, and want to sing your praises because that's not for everybody, you know? And he can get really hurt. He can get really hurt. He can hurt other people. He can. He he, yeah. he wants to act like oh, I'm a, I'm the greatest champion and, and all this stuff. But you don't. He wouldn't. Didn't put himself in the position to be in prime shape of his career to be able to fight all the prime people in his career because he wanted to do his own thing. And that's fine if you want to do that. But don't get. I just. Right, but then you get to suffer the consequences. That's, that's yeah. It just like I say, it, it makes me mad because it seems like of, of all people in in sports. He's kind of been the one person where it's just like, oh, well, he's so talented, so we'll yeah. just let him back in, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if it had been any other athlete, any other sport doing this stuff, people would be shunning him and black. Look at Johnny Manziel for Pete's sakes. You know what I mean? It's oh, just like, poor guy, you, dude. That, that's an extreme. Right there. <laughs> yeah, you know is, I mean? But you know what I mean? It's, it's that kind of thing. Uh, Justin, do, you think, good, do you think um, it could be a tri- uh, trilogy? For who? The guys who just fought this in, weekend. For Miocic? Uh-huh. I mean. They're one and one? Uh, I'll put it this way. I think that, like I told you before, um, they were waiting to see if Adesanya had won that fight a couple weeks right. ago to see if they can get. I think John Jones has been waiting for an opponent. I think this this would be a good matchup for him. I think it's it's a, a fight where, I think under normal circumstances, it would be perfectly understandable to think that the champion should get his, should get his rematch first. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think the UFC is a business first. Of course. And okay. summertime's are coming. Yeah. They already announced they're going to start filling up those venues again. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, come 4th of July, maybe even or August, what better way to kick off the season than to have John Jones and Nganu somewhere, and, you know what I mean? And, and, <laughs> and you know how that's going to be built up. The buildup will be tremendous. So, I mean. It's, it's not going to sell the same for Stipe uh, Gano too. Right, exactly, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Exactly. So, when you just put everything together yeah, and, and put a little reality on top of it, yeah, Stipe is probably going to get hosed in this all because he probably should get a rematch. Yeah. But he might be looking at, in reality, not fighting until next January and maybe having to fight John Jones. Possibility. <laughs> to get a rematch. Yeah, yeah, at that point, yeah, you yeah. might just say. Yeah. 
I, I might just be better off hanging it up and saying the hell with it at that point. That, you know what I mean? They were talking so, about that as well. Maybe he just he retires. So exactly, you know? exactly. So it'll be interesting. But the, but the, the fact of the matter is, there is a brand new UFC champion. Three of the UFC champions are from Africa right now too. I read that yeah, too. Yeah, so ain't that something? Pretty crazy, right? Hey, pretty crazy, man. Good. Africa coming thing. on strong, man. That's <laughs> awesome thing. Awesome thing, man. Well. That that about do it for us, man. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we go? No, man? I, I, I'm Cut glad that you invited me. Absolutely, man. Great time. Awesome. Great time, right? Just just a little <laughs> casual hangout, you and me. That's it. A little one on one time. That's cool, man. For real. Uh, thanks again for coming in, Mike. I really appreciate. It. I know it's a little last minute. <laughs> no problem. But, uh, for you, no problem. Bro. Absolutely, man. Hopefully, Anthony will be back next week, and if not, I'll give you another ring. We'll All see. Right, I'm down. Uh, that'll do it for us. Another episode of the Wild Sports Show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, as always, you can catch us out on Spotify or on iHeartRadio. We will be back next week. And until then, stay safe. We'll see you then, guys. <laughs>